the Glenn Beck Program. First, want to talk to you about being prepared for something that is called home title fraud. It is, I hate to use this word today, but it's an epi- epidemic in uh, New York City, according to the FBI. And uh, Deborah learned her lesson a brutal way. Uh, she, I think, is up in Portland, and and she's the worst case scenario where SWAT teams came to her house to evict her because she kept saying, "I own my own home." They said, "No, you don't, ma'am." I own my own home. I've never sold my home. I've never done. It. She had no idea until the eviction notice came that somebody had actually stolen her identity and stolen her her home title and sold it to a bank. She was supposed to make the payments, but she never took out the loan. Bad guys were long gone. She lost her house. She is still to this day uncomfortable with you know being just at home because it was so violated. Nobody protects you except Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, enter the promo code BECK for a month of free protection. It's HomeTitleLock.com. Do it now. The Fusion. All right. Entertainment. All right. No. And enlightenment. No. No, I've hit my limit. I've hit my limit. I can't go any further. I heard today that a telltale sign of coronavirus is that you lose your 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 sense of taste and smell. No. I lose an arm, but I'm not I am already so deeply into the M&Ms and all of the comfort food. Uh, if I lose the taste of chocolate, kill me. Just take me now. Just kill me this right now, coronavirus. Program. All right. They say a dog is a man's best friend and that relationship you have to take seriously. If you're a pet owner like I am, you will want your dog to be really healthy and happy. But you're also responsible, you know, um, to the best of your abilities of really taking care of him and giving him a great, great life. Now, you can buy really expensive dog food. Go for it. Um, Or you can just buy the food that you already have or make the food that you already have. And um, and then give him the supplement rough greens. Again, it's not a dog food. It's a supplement. You put it on your dog's food. It contains massive amounts of vitamins, minerals, uh, digestive enzymes, probiotics, even omega oils and antioxidants. Your dog is going to love his food. And even if you have to you know, scale down and get a cheaper dog food, when you put this on it, it gives him everything that he needs. Take the Rough Greens 14-day jumpstart challenge today. $14.95. See the difference in your dog in 14 days or less. Just go to roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens.com slash back. Or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. Call them today. A lot of people in this country would be delighted to pay more in taxes. Finding yourself speechless, listening to progressive arguments. Arm yourself with the facts. Arguing with Socialists, a new book from Glenn Beck. Pre-order now on Amazon. Good morning, America. I'm glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening to us. I want to talk about... I want to talk about you 
want to talk about you. I, I, I want to read some of the emails that have come in. And uh, I appreciate all of the emails. You reach out to contact us and let us know what's going on in your life. There's a forgotten group of people. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for the medical workers. I'm grateful for people who are actually doing their job right now. I'm grateful for many people in the government that are actually doing their job and not playing politics with this. This politics thing is just driving me out of my mind. But there's a group of people that I don't think any of us really think of. You know, when we're driving on the highway and we're in a hurry uh, in America, you go a long way and you're passing all these 18 wheelers. and You're like, geez, what's with all the trucks? And these the trucks usually piss you off because I can't see around them. But it's those truck drivers that are out there right now on the road that we have to thank. Imagine how isolated and alone truck drivers must feel right now. I mean, they do their job mostly alone, traveling long distance away from their families, but I think they probably also know how the average person think, you know, feels about truck drivers, at least the truck, not the driver, but the truck. I was looking at some numbers this weekend on the trucking industry, and they're staggering. In 2017, American truck drivers were responsible for hauling over $700 billion in goods that's greater than the gdp in countries like poland or sweden or belgium or or israel norway think of that we should have a health care system as nice as sweden really you know just the goods we carry in our trucks over a year is bigger than their entire economy 7.4 million workers are employed in the trucking industry That's 6% of our entire job market. Each year, the average trucker locks in each year, the average 100,000 miles. The trucks you see moving all day and all night across America's freeways add up to about $10.8 billion, $10.8 billion tons of freight. Almost three quarters of all American goods, all the groceries we get at the market, the clothes we get it from the mall, the toilet paper at Walmart, they all arrive thanks to the hard, worker, uh, the hard work of our American truck driver. In fact, the only reason that we're not starving right now, the only reason why those shelves are full are because the truck drivers are pulling in overtime. Experts predict that if truckers stop working, most grocery stores would be running out of food in three days. Everything, every shelf, empty in three days. I saw this line from, uh, she's a trucker, her name is Chrissy Becker. She said, I'm a mom, but instead of going home, I stayed out driving my truck, sometimes 24 hours at a time. Lately, it's six weeks at a time. I do it because you all need what you need. And there are hundreds of thousands more like me, but instead of going home, we're running until we can't see straight in our tracks. I love our country. I love our country not because of the military. 
not because of our flag. I, I, I love our country because of our people. And the things that our Constitution and Bill of Rights allow our people to do. We are different. You know, everybody was, everybody was talking about how great the testing is in South Korea. Stu's going to give you some numbers in South Korea and what that, what, what's really happening in South Korea compared to us right now. Yeah, they were beating us for about 10 minutes. Now, now you'll notice nobody's holding up South Korea. There's just no one to hold up, I guess. There's just no one that does it better than South Korea. I mean, unless you want to look at the truth and you want to look at what America has done in the last couple of weeks. We're going to win this battle. And it's the truckers out there like Chrissy or perhaps you that have made it their personal mission to make sure that America doesn't stop. They're foregoing their own personal safety. They're risking exposure to the virus, spending long, long hours away from their families to make sure that we have food in our pantries and toilet paper in our bathrooms. Now, imagine how much harder it is for them. Now that states are closing down all the restaurants, the truck stops, the rest areas all over the country, everywhere from Pennsylvania, Texas, Michigan, all the way to California, there is literally nowhere for them to stop and sleep and take a shower, go to the bathroom, even eat. How's the trucker supposed to get food when every restaurant has closed their doors to him? drive throughs aren't exactly accommodating for massive big rigs, and even those are closed. America, I think this is something that we can do. I don't think we need the government to tell us what to do. I think there needs to be some sort of network for these truckers. First of all, if you see a truck pull into a restaurant, walk up and thank them for their service. You don't have to shake your hand. Keep your distance. But offer your services. Maybe go get them food. But perhaps can't our churches mobilize? Most churches can offer the same account, a kind of accommodations that truck stops and rest areas do. They have large parking lots. They have kitchen, large spaces for beds. They even have showers, most of them. Perhaps now it's time for our church to mobilize and take care of our heroes on the front lines. Those are the people in the trucks. I encourage you today, reach out to the leadership of your church. Reach out to other churches. Isn't there some sort of network that we could give them? Don't you think we could build a network that spans every major urban area along freeways from the Atlantic to the Pacific? I mean, because this is what Americans do. This is what we do best. At least if you happen to be out on the road today and you happen to pass a trucker on the freeway. Shoot him a finger, but make sure it's the thumb. Give him the thumbs up. Give him the air horn gesture. I don't know if they even like that anymore just to say thank you thank you for keeping us alive and because of because of the truckers we have a lot to be thankful for today 
Hello, America. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, I'd love to hear from you off and on today, 888-727-BECK. Uh, I'd love to hear uh, from you on uh, things you're thankful for. We're, we're doing this tonight as a family. We're getting together tonight and we're making a list of all the things that we're grateful for, all the things we're thankful for. So I'd like to cheat and use your notes. Um, I don't want to have to put it into thinking. You know what I mean? 888-727-BECK. Uh, back in just a second with some of the emails that have come in over the weekend. I want to start with your voice first uh, today. But first, let me tell you about our, our sponsor. Our sponsor is Norton. If you've been working from home lately, you're almost certainly relying on your home's Wi-Fi connection more than you normally do. And even though you think that your own connection is secure, it's actually probably not. Even password protection isn't enough to stop cyber criminals if they're determined to get into your system and steal your information. You don't need that kind of a hassle, which is exactly why you need Norton 360 in your life, because it's both affordable and simple. It's an easy to use solution to the problem of cyber criminals stealing information from your devices. With Norton 360, you get a VPN to help block hackers from stealing your personal information and companies from tracking your online activities. And it has bank grade encryption. We're talking about real life, real time security for your device. It even has a safe cam to block people from being able to take over your webcam. So don't give up your right to privacy. Get Norton 360 today. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is an integrated solution to help protect your devices. Save up to 50% off your first year with the annual subscription at Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck. Save 50% off now. Norton.com slash Beck. We pause for 10 seconds. Station ID. Boy, the um, uh, the GOP has gotten smart, I think, at least uh, at least in the way they're handling uh, this crisis and this latest bill. They tried to pass a bill yesterday. It failed. Uh, it's a bailout bill. Uh, you know, it's it's whew, it's an awful lot of money. Um, but uh, they tried to pass it last night. Nancy Pelosi and the uh, and the Senate decided not to pass it. And so they just rescheduled uh, an, an, another vote in the Senate and about 11 minutes. Coincidentally, that's the time the market is opening and it looks like the market is going to be down again. So they're looking. I mean, if this isn't a Democratic tactic, I don't know what is. We'll talk to Pat and Stu about that coming up in uh, just a second. Uh, we got an email in from Brad in Hawkinson, Washington. It says, uh, Glenn, I'm waiting for your brain to click back to the fourth turning. Over the years, I wondered if a crisis would emerge 2024 that would fit the pattern and be trans uh, uh, transformational moment. Well, here we are. I have to tell you, Brad, I've been rereading the fourth turning and you're exactly right. I'm going to try to go over some of it today, but definitely tomorrow I'm going over the fourth turning, especially chapter 11, uh, 10 and 11. It's amazing. It's amazing how well this uh, situation fits. And it answers the question that my daughter asked me this weekend. She said, Dad, so what, what does this all mean? And I said, well, it means changes are coming. And you know, she said, but yeah, but what does that, what does that, does that mean? What is my life going to be like? 
And I can't really give you an answer, but I can tell you some of the edges of that. I can tell you that we are we are all going to be needed to remain calm and carry on uh, because bad things can happen when people panic. And I think I honestly think that uh, Donald Trump is, again, reflecting the mood of the nation. He tweeted what about five hours ago must have got up. Got to got a potty break. It's an incredible potty break. One of the greatest potty breaks anyone's ever. Most people, most people have never seen a potty break like this. Um, but uh, he went, and it, it, I guess, took a potty break and and uh, wrote about five hours ago. It, w- w- enough is enough, basically. I mean, I, we we have to have an end uh, to this. Um. Things are going to get worse before they get better, but we can't keep being crammed in our home like this. Is the cure worse than the virus? And the cure may be worse than the virus. We don't know yet. But staying in home is not something that's going to last. I got this letter in. Uh, Glenn, I work in lending. Uh, I work for a uh, company that is a small business lending company. We basically facilitate the process of banks deploying their capital against small business loans for equipment financing or working capital. I'm getting updated credit boxes from dozen of our banking partners. Uh, can't share names, blah, 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 very restricted. Uh, their lending is now very restricted. Basically, lend, uh, no lending to restaurants, no lending to long haul truckers or transportation, no lending of any kind to small businesses who don't have the most sterling credit and at least five years in business. Even then, most banks are requiring business owners to pledge their personal credit to guarantee loans. It's getting very lean in the lending market, even with the Fed pouring hundreds of billions of dollars into the banking se- sector. Banks are hoarding that cash or using it to cover their losses uh, to short covers or derivatives. Said another way, the huge money that the Fed is throwing at the banks is not getting to the small and medium-sized business owners. It's staying in Wall Street. It's not hitting Main Street. This is so important, and this is something that the president has to do if if they go out and they bail these banks out again and you can't get a mortgage, you can't save your home, if they don't stop foreclosures, which they have on the federal level, but if they don't make it conditional that, hey, you're going to take some of this money for the bailout, a portion of this, 50% of it, it should be 80 because that's 80% of the business in America is small business. 80% of it has to go to small businesses and regular people. And you got to shut down their foreclosures for 60 days. If they don't do that, they're going to get hammered, hammered, and right, rightfully so. America can't handle another TARP bailout where we didn't see any of the cash. Glenn, thanks for your insight and humor. Over the last 13 years, I've been listening to my local radio station, Fox, your network, and yes, I even went to CNN. I'm an emergency medicine physician in Central Florida. First, let me say that we're scared, too. We're scared for our patients, our family, our friends, and yes, ourselves. There are global mask and gown shortages, but I believe everyone is working as hard as they can to ramp up production. Even under the Ebola scare a few years ago, no one expected us to have to use 10 to 12 masks every shift for every member of the staff. Having to get fully gowned up for every patient with a cough for the safety of our staff and other patients is time-consuming and probably a waste of our resources. 
We have the supplies we need as companies ramp up production. And as the message gets out to the public that emergency rooms are for emergencies, things will get better. We're victims of our own success as emergency rooms provide excellent rapid care, causing many people to come to us rather than waiting to see their doctor. That has to change now. Thanks for all that you do. Continue to enjoy your radio show every morning when I'm not donning and duffing. And then Janet, uh, she works for us in uh, Mercury One. She's a she's sweet. I love her. Um, We asked the staff over at Mercury One to share what they're doing, the struggles they're having. Um, and and um, did I say Janet? Jane, um, her husband is in a nursing home. And she said, yesterday I decided I needed to get out of my apartment without coming in uh, contact with anyone. And I rolled the windows down and I opened my sunroof and I, I went to the assisted living center. They've been on complete lockdown for nearly two weeks. Pete, my husband, uses a flip phone. And it's been difficult to have one of the care partners help him with FaceTime. When I got there, I called him. So I, I told him I was out front and please bring Pete down to the lobby so we could see each other through the large windows. It was great. He was smiling ear to ear and throwing kisses to me. All the caregivers came over. They were smiling and talking to Pete. It's exactly what we needed. I thank God all day. For his idea and and for Pete, who looked well and happy. Jane, uh, you were in my family's prayers uh, this weekend, as was Pete. I've, I've thought about the people who can't see their relatives. You know, in China, they just took you away. China, there were children that died at home because mom and dad went in to be checked and they had a fever. And so they were just swept up and nobody said, "Uh, can we help your child? They don't care there. Here we do. And there are a lot of people that can't see except through the window. And some of these nursing homes are overwhelmed right now. We pray for the nursing home and the nurses and the doctors in all situations. We pray for your safety, and we thank you for your service. All right, we turn our eyes to Washington. It's a politics next, you sick, twisted freak. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, uh, our sponsor this half hour is X-Chair. If you're among the 8 million people who normally now have to work from home, or maybe one of those people be working from home a lot more... Uh, there is a chair that is really, really comfortable working from home. LinkedIn found a study that 80% of Americans work for home at least one day a week. That's a lot of people sitting at their computers at home. And that's an awful lot of back pain spreading across the country. X chair has a patented dynamic variable lumbar or DVL support system. And once you feel it, you're never going to go back with the advanced ergonomics and human styling. Uh, there is uh, no other choice really. Then this chair I'm sitting in right now, it's an X chair. Feel the DVL difference for yourself. Get $100 off by calling 844-4X-CHAIR or go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 844-4X-CHAIR. Go to xchair.com. Use the promo code XWHEELS. You're going to receive a free set of the new X wheels with your chair. xchairbeck.com. 
So what is going to happen with the economy and the stock market? We're going to have some answers coming up here in just a couple of minutes as we get through another day with the coronavirus. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, there is a vote going on here in a second. Give me an update on the stock market, will you, Stu? Uh, yeah, it's out a couple hundred points. Uh, they're waiting for the vote, of course, and there was a very large... Uh, you've got a speaker on or something there. Um, yeah, I know, I know. There's a very large promise from uh, the uh, Fed that uh, said they would give unlimited money, basically, to back the economy. That's what they're promising. So, so I, could you just say that again? Because I think that's... Uh, Hmm? What was that just, again? Uh, just, uh, just unlimited money from the Fed to back the economy, which is totally sustainable. Like we should totally look at that as a long-term solution. Yeah, right. So they, mm-hmm. there's no limit to the money that they will use to bail out the market. Now, see, when I see something like that, I think to myself, "Oh, now's not the time to put money into the market." Right. <laughs> does that does that help you or make things worse? Because for me, I'm like, oh, mm, mm, no, that's not a good sign. No. <laughs> that's not a good sign. No, it's not. It's a, it's a little. It, yeah. Uh, these things so far haven't worked. Right. They've tried this over and over again over the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks where they're just dump in. Remember, the first ask for the stimulus pro- uh, process was seven hundred and fifty billion dollars by Chuck Schumer. And then the administration came back to $850 billion. We're now north of $2 trillion. And we should add on to that, that it's, that does not include the $4 trillion they're promising in uh, backing from the Fed and other, uh, and now I guess unlimited money yeah. is what they're saying. But that's only $6 yeah. trillion. That's not, that's not like $4 quadrillion. That's, That's a great point. If you yeah. compare it to that. Well, yeah, remember, yes. remember, <laughs> yeah, remember, remember the banks are only uh, with the, the CDOs now. They're only a quarter of a quadrillion dollars deep. So, yeah, you know, it used to be, you know, that a trillion dollars here and a trillion <laughs> there added up to some real money. I'm glad right, that's not the case right. anymore. <laughs> right. Amen, brother. Yeah. You remember when a trillion dollars meant something? Oh, remember when seven hundred and seventy-five <laughs> billion? Remember it was seven seventy or seven seventy-five, something like that, for a tarp, and we were we were freaking out. Seven hundred billion dollars. Now they're like unlimited. Nah. Whatever doesn't matter. Four trillion we did last week. I think we could do another seven. We just got to keep those printing machines just well oiled. Holy cow! Money is like so, Doritos corn chips now. You just eat all you want, we'll make more. Spend all you want, we'll print more. That's great. Right. I love Doesn't it. matter. Yeah. I love it. Uh, so let me, uh, let me uh, just go over the news. The reason why we're looking at the market is not because it's what we do every day here in the last few weeks, uh, but uh, also because Mitch McConnell had a vote in the Senate last night. Uh, and it didn't go well. Uh, 47 votes uh, from the GOP. Not a single, single person uh, voted for it on the Democratic side. And he said, mm. OK, here's what we're going to do. We're going to vote at 945 in the morning. The exact same vote that we had at 6 p.m. tonight. We're going to vote 945 tomorrow morning, 15 minutes after the markets open. I'll see if there's a change of heart then. Holy cow. Holy cow. Uh, that sounds like a Democratic move. 
quite honestly. Yeah. I wish it wasn't on a spending thing, but I am glad they finally, you know, learned how to do that. Yeah, it's good to see the Republicans with some giblets for a change because they never do this. They, they never force their will, even when they have the majority. And, and when they have the majority in all three branches, they still don't. So it's, it's kind of nice to see that they're, you know, at least trying to do something. They're trying to do the wrong thing, but at least they're trying to do something. Well, um, Nancy Pelosi is offering her own emergency support bill. Uh, and, uh, and that's fan and that's fantastic. I'm so happy for, it, it, did you guys see that, um, there is a democratic group now that has launched a $6 million campaign attacking Trump on coronavirus response? Mm. No. Does anybody think that's going to be working? That's going to work well for them? Should, no, not in the middle of it. Certainly. I mean, if it gets completely out of control, they may look back at it and, and, you know, pick them apart or whatever. They're going to try that. I mean, you've noticed the testing talking point has gone completely out the window. When's the last time you heard it? Gone. Gone. It's dead because, they, you know, it's ramped up so quickly. And now we're testing at rates three times what South Korea, uh, well, at least in numbers, I should say, uh, three times as many as, as South Korea is testing, which is pretty impressive. And it's happened pretty quickly. Uh, that talking point's just gone now. You just, you just eliminate that one from your memory. Remember, it was the most important thing well, in the world nobody last is, week. There's n- yeah. Mm-hmm. There was nobody as good as South Korea just last week, and yeah. I guess there's not anybody that's beaten them. Yeah, so. no, it's uh, we were testing. Uh, so uh, there was a story. I think it was Science Magazine ran a story last week of the amazing accomplishment of South Korea. Then they had, were testing fifteen thousand people a day, which is an incredible number, uh, and it was an incredible number until uh, the United States kind of came into the picture. And last week, we were right around them. We had caught up to about 13,000 per day. Uh, yesterday, we tested 45,627 people. Wow. Um, and that does, that's, includes most of it. There's actually the number slightly larger than that, but that's uh, all they can confirm by yesterday. But still, 45,000 people, now three times as many as South Korea. Obviously, we are a larger country, and there's some qualifiers to that number. But the point is that we were testing almost nobody one week ago. And we're already up to 45,000. We're going to pass South Korea in total tests this week. And we, th- this is why you need to n- not freak out about the case numbers going through the roof. The case numbers are unimportant largely because of how many people we're testing. We're testing at an, incredible, uh, an incredibly increasing rate every single day. So those numbers are going to go through the roof. And we've talked about that. We talked about that, Glenn, what, two weeks ago on the show. Like, we're about mm-hmm. to enter a period mm-hmm. in which you feel like you're sacrificing a lot, and the numbers keep going up and getting uglier, and it's going to feel like you're wasting your time. Even though it does take your breath away a little bit, when you know that on Friday it was 14,700-some, and today it's 35,000-some, yeah. oh, yeah. it, it's, it's startling to you. And But you're right. We're at, the, we're at the hockey stick. We're at the hockey stick point. Yeah. Right. But the deaths are really more important to look at because, you know... The deaths are, and those are increasing too, they're just not increasing at the type of mm-hmm. rates that you're looking at for cases. I think percentage-wise, it's actually slowed down. Mm-hmm. 458 out of 35,000, that's, uh, that's, that's not a huge mortality rate. I mean, you don't want anybody to die, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, those are oh, lower numbers than, Pat, than many. Pat, stop it. Yes, you do. Go ahead. You've got a <laughs> list. You've got a list. You wouldn't mind people who are just kicking it. <laughs> and there was a day that you would have given that list on the air <laughs> right right that day is not today though and That's that day not is today. not today no. not in fact that day is <laughs> long gone, gone. long gone <laughs> i noticed though that you're not talking about the uh obviously the real issue the the fa- thankfully there's the toronto star 
which is oh. disgusting. You know, because COVID-19 is just something of a test run for worse news, which, of course, it's, it's wait. Yes. It's what? Climate change. It's, it's a no. test. It's, it's climate, climate change. Climate change. Yeah. Climate change is going to be so much worse than this. You know, uh, I mean, with all the hand washing, according to Dr. Math Lowthke, <laughs> all the hand all the water or some of the water in some of the month will completely disappear <laughs> out of most of your water bottles within the next seven to nine millennia. And so, so it wait. will be bad then. <laughs> so wait, so wait. in seven to nine thousand years, mm-hmm. the water in our water, water. bottles may yeah. not be. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. water may be gone. The seven to nine years. The uh, the point of the uh, Toronto Star article is just that uh, global heating is another universal danger where the suffering will be intensely personal. And why are we so frantic about COVID nineteen and we're not even talking about climate change? Mm. Jeez, I mean, uh, well, one because one's a hundred years away. Yeah, maybe, 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 and probably and the not other even one, then. Maybe, you're right. And the other one is in your house. Yeah, and we're even yeah. looking at this. What are they saying about? Oh, look at, look at. They won't take it seriously. No, it's hard to take it seriously when it's not here. When it's not yeah. in your own backyard, people need to see that it's in their own backyard. I think President Trump is right. Uh, you know, he's he's looking at what are we going to do in in 15 days? He said at the end of the 15 day period, we're going to have to look at this and reevaluate. So, I mean, I think he's right. People are people, you know, people will do it for a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they might even do it for two weeks, but any longer than two weeks. There's a lot of people that 15 days. Uh, you know, I don't know if that was wise because everybody I talked to. They'll say, oh, yeah, well, we're, we're two weeks away. From, and I'm like, no. no <laughs> not really. We are. I, no, I think not really. I don't think we are. I think it was a smart thing to set up an attainable goal, right? Where if you would have said, oh, look, we're going to be doing this for six months. And uh, after that, we'll, we'll assess it. Like, no one would have put up with that from the beginning. Here, he gave 15 no, but days I think where you we could've... can kind of all kind of come together and do it for 15 days. But they better have a plan at the end of the 15 days. There better be something that we're doing that is well-defined because the American people are not going to put up with this forever. No, they're not. It's not China. You know, everybody keeps asking for a plan. How? How? We don't know how this is going to work out. How do you plan for Mm -hmm. this? Well, I think you have to have you have to have a um, uh, some ability for people to go back to work or change things up, whether it's just quarantining the most uh, most vulnerable uh, whether it's another two weeks of quarantine and that's it, uh, whatever it is, it can't be just open-ended forever uh, unless, so I would unless the for, American people w- see it looking really ugly. If, if you know, like if, if, if there's 25,000 dead people in New York City, then the, the, a lot of this calculus goes out the window. But if this, if this sort of stuff does not ramp up the way that they keep telling us it is, to, to an example of Gavin Newsom saying 26 million people in California in eight weeks would have this. Again, if, if that's what we're looking at, we probably are willing to, uh, to sacrifice a lot uh, on the economy, and we'll probably stay inside a lot to avoid that. If it doesn't ramp up like that and people don't see it, they're not going to put up with it. I really love Trump's so, point, though, when he tweeted out today that we can't make the cure worse than the problem. Yep. 
I'm so glad that he actually recognized that. And I hope the American people, you know, conservatives at least, Republicans should certainly recognize that, that we can't make the cure worse than the problem. And that's, that's the risk you run by shutting America down. Well, what was the what was the governor that just was it Illinois, which which was the governor that just shut things down and said, look, I I understand, uh, you know, the, the the decision I have to make. I have to make. Am I going to save lives and kill the economy or save the economy and and kill lives? And that's the problem here. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we don't know what we're dealing with. For sure over here. But I mean, I don't know if you saw this in Italy. They're now turning away anyone who is 60. The, the care has become that, so yeah. rationed Jeez. that if you're 60, go home. We don't we can't help Which you. It's bizarre because, of course, those are the people who need it the most. Right. <laughs> you know, that it's, it's very strange. But I think like that's the one big mistake we keep making is saying it's either the economy or lives. And as, as I think Trump is, is illustrating today, I know Leon Wolf had a good column on The Blaze that illustrated the same point. The economy is lives. That's, that's what it is. Yeah, it is. The reason mm-hmm. why we have an economy is to make civilization and life better. It's not all mm-hmm. about flat screens, although you know, I certainly love the flat screens. But it's, it's a lot bigger than that. And it's the reason why you know, we are able to extend life expectancy and keep people alive is because of this economy. So at some point, there is a trade-off uh, there's a yes. line where you, I, what here's you what trade? I would like. To, here's what I'd like to see at the end of the 15 at the end of the 15 days, the president and the CDC say, all right, there's enough uh, vaccines out there that if you test for it and you test, you've already had it or you test negative, go back to work. And, mm. you know, we're just going to test everybody. And as you get a test, you can go to work. If you don't have it, go back to work. Everyone else has to stay in their in their house. I think that at least gives you some light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. um, because I, I think that's what people need right now. It's just a little ray of sunshine, something that they're aiming for. Successful companies know that to grow faster, you have to have the right tools and you want to make your company uh, the most success that it can. If you want to take your company from a $2 million to a $10 million company or from 10 million to hundreds of millions in revenue, NetSuite by Oracle. And I don't think this has been more important than it is right now. I know I've had a struggling business. I know what it's like to to live on the razor's edge and every decision you make you're like, I, I guess, yes, go for it. If you don't have all of the information at your fingertips, if you don't know finance, inventory, HR, customers, all of the metrics that are unique to your company, you, you, you're guessing, and there is no margin for error. May I suggest NetSuite by Oracle? This is, this is a company that was building this you know, for the big fortune 500 companies. And they're like, Hey, you know what? There's a ton of companies out there that are not in the fortune 500 that entrepreneurs all over the country that like to take their business from a $2 million business to a $10 million business or beyond NetSuite. Their customers grow faster than the S and P 500. It's the world's number one cloud business system and trusted by more than 20,000 companies. Their numbers are going up and they're going to keep going up because the people who use this, their numbers keep going up. NetSuite, 
Business grows here. Schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com slash Beck. That's netsuite.com slash Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Uh, Stu, I understand they delayed this vote now in Congress. Yes, uh, till noon Eastern. Uh, so we have, uh, mm-hmm. it should be interesting. The Democrats blocked the vote. So noon Hang Eastern. Now. I, like, I think the, the uh, Democrats are now debating it on the floor. Can we take the uh, Democratic debate, please? Uh, we have... uh, okay. So uh, I think they make a good point there. Uh, make a very good point. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it just me, or do they all sound like yappy dogs whenever they talk now anyway? I mean, it's just... Yipe, 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 yipe. I know! Somebody's at the door! Yipe, 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 yipe! I know! Our budget's out of control! Yipe, yipe, yipe! I got it! Shut up! Okay, with that said, what else is our federal government working on? We'll tell you next. You're listening... Glenn Beck. You know, losing your hair really, really sucks. Um, and going to the doctor sucks as well. Um, maybe you can keep your hair without even leaving your couch. Mm-hmm. Something you can do, you know, if you're on uh, home quarantine. You could lose your hair, but if you're losing it, you got to know keeps. Keeps offers the generic versions of the two FDA-approved hair loss products. The real deal, the generic versions are going to save you a fortune. It's simple. All you do is you go online, you answer a few questions, you snap a couple of pics of your your hair. A doctor will review everything and then recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped discreetly to your door. This isn't some sort of concoction that they're making. This is the, the real generic drug. You're probably wondering if it will work. Well, 66% of men experience hair regrowth thanks to Keeps. Losing your hair sucks, but do something about it. Here's the deal. Go to Keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash save. That's Keeps dot com slash save. Get your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off. That's half off. Keeps dot com slash save. Keeps dot com slash save. Do it now. Rand Paul has become the first senator to have coronavirus. Mike Lee is also now quarantined. Uh, We have a staffer for the vice president confirmed to have the coronavirus now. It's spreading and the debate in Washington on what to do about things. It continues at this hour. In fact, can we can we go onto the floor of the Senate where the Democrats are debating this uh, right now? Still making such good points. We begin there in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
So despite all the ravages uh, to the economy of the coronavirus, American workforce is going to come back online. Times are tough right now. But hard times made us. We've been there before. And if you're a person in charge of hiring people, you're going to get very, very busy very soon. People have lost their jobs already. If you're at home, uh, do yourself a favor and start looking for the, the people that you can grab once everything goes back online. It'll cost your money. It cost your company money to hire new people, and uh, if you have that money, you want that money spent on the the best candidate, and you don't want a lot spent on the job search. That's why you need to go to ZipRecruiter.com/slash/Beck. They are going to help you get this done so quickly and find exactly what you're looking for. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the leading websites out there, and then they have powerful matching technology. They'll scan through resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. You can even add screening questions to the job listing so you can filter candidates and focus only on the best ones. ZipRecruiter, so effective that four out of five employers who post there get a quality candidate within the first day. It's now, unfortunately, an employer's market. So you have the choice, if you're the employer, of getting the best talent. Don't miss that best talent when America comes online. Get ZipRecruiter for free. You can go back to ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. You can try it for free right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Beck. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. After the hundredth time scrolling through your feed today, Uh, maybe you need some new reading material to get you through the quarantine. Please. We got you. Glenn Beck has a new book called Arguing with Socialists, and you can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. All right, there was a disturbing article uh, that was that they came out in Newsweek that I want to spend some time with you uh, with today. We're getting ready to do a special on Wednesday that uh, it really kind of echoes back to our first coronavirus special that we did over a month or so ago. And it was coronavirus. Big government kills. And what that means is that there is. Uh, when you have an out of control government and they have the kind of control, <clears throat> excuse me, that China had, sure, they can save lives, but they're going to kill a lot of people, uh, you know, in the middle ground. And we don't want to do that. We don't want a big government. That's why our new book is coming out arguing with socialists. Uh, and it's an important fight that we have to have. That book is coming out April 7th, I believe. You can order it now on Amazon. We're going to give you a. A glimpse of the arguing with it, uh, arguing with socialists. It's it's patterned after arguing with idiots. Our number one bestseller. Uh, this one is really really great. We're going to give you some of that uh, coming up. But we have to be really careful on what is being passed right now and what's being done in the middle of the night w- with the Federal Reserve. Federal Reserve has now said that they are unlimited amounts of money are going into the market. And the reason why is the bond market is collapsing. All of these states, uh, all of these corporate bonds, they're collapsing. Nobody wants them. And if you're not buying corporate bonds, you're not buying bonds in your local area, well, then you're not going to have a school. You're not going to have roads. You know, oh, gee, you might have that rec center. 
that's uh, not able to be uh, uh, paid for now. That's why you want to keep things essential. When you do bonds for your city, you, you want to make sure that these are the essential things and you have a rainy day's nest egg, which nobody has anymore. Well, yesterday, the Federal Reserve said that they are going to lend money to businesses hurt by the coronavirus pandemic. Working with the Federal Reserve, this is Mnuchin, he said, we'll have up to $4 trillion of liquidity that we can use to support the economy. Those are broad-based lending programs. We can leverage our equity working with the Federal Reserve. The Treasury Secretary, the plan is broad-based to help small and large businesses um, it was supposed to be on the floor. It was, they turned it down, but we are looking at it now again. I think at noon, uh, they're going to vote again in the Senate and let's see when it's, you know, when it's on TV and everybody's paying attention. Sorry. I'm so, I had a long weekend this weekend. Small business retention loans aimed at helping companies keep their workers on the payroll. Now, these are small business retention loans, which is really, really important. They'll cover about half the workforce, according to our Treasury Secretary. Payments will include two weeks worth of cash flow and some overhead. The loans will be forgiven if workers are not laid off. Plus, the average check for a family of four will be $3,000 that you'll be getting soon. Um so you know the four trillion that is that is that is being interpreted as direct aid, but it's really about the big huge businesses with the business bonds and the state bonds. That's not direct help to you. The three thousand dollars is, and they said if this lasts uh, more than the two weeks, we're going to have to come back and reevaluate again in a couple of weeks. So they're taking unprecedented steps, and we have to be careful and watch how everything is being worded. There's a couple of stories now. I want to get to this one from Newsweek. Stu, did you see the the plans that the military has been enacting now? Um, and there's been a lot of reporting on it. Uh, as the you know, National Guard coming out in, in certain areas, and they are talking about more military presence as the, you know, the more desperate this gets, the more that's going to be talked about, obviously. Okay, so I did some research uh, because we're doing, we're doing a show on Wednesday on what is happening. Uh, and I got a call from several people who said that they had been put on alert. And that is true. Um, it's, they've been put on uh, alert for war nord that's the actual alert war nord and i'll tell you about that coming up in just a second but if you know of anybody who has been put on alert you'll understand why here in a minute but there's some other things that are going on now there's new documents and interviews with military experts obtained by newsweek that show various plans codenamed octagon free jack and zodiac um this is to make sure that our government has continuity and uh, they are so secret under these extraordinary plans uh, that de-evolution could circumvent the normal constitutional provisions for government secession. They're thinking that America could go into such a bad panic 
that we have to enter into new territory. And we're talking about extra constitutional things, which should chill you to the bone. The guy's name that everybody should know is Terrence O'Shaughnessy. Who is Terrence O'Shaughnessy? Well, he's the guy. He's the lone survivor. In case the government goes down and no one is a constitutional uh, successor of it, Terrence O'Shaughnessy is the general that is the combatant commander for the United States. He'd be in charge of Washington if everything in Washington went down. They're saying now that we're in completely new territory where they don't know what to do. For instance, they're planning for uh, a uh, contingency if so many members of Congress come down with the coronavirus that the legislature can't meet or can't muster a quorum. If they don't have a quorum, they can't do anything. Now, the question is, so what should you do? Now, I think I think right now the government should be preparing to get everyone out of Washington, get every single representative and Senate back to their homes, get them into their own district. Enough of this meeting like it's 1800. Can we go to the meeting again still with the are the Democrats still debating this uh, bill for uh, the bailout? Do we we have that? Apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, they're quieted down a bit. There is a, an interesting thing here about why we still have these guys meeting in Washington. What good is that? It makes them a target. It makes them not only a target of bombs, of, of anything like that, but it also makes them a target of, of lobbyists. Imagine what we could do if if the lobbyists didn't have a home in Washington, if they had to travel like traveling salesmen and they couldn't stop at one one office right after the other, right after the other and take them all out for a drink. They had to travel. That would eat up so much of the lobbyists money and uh, and time that I think we'd we'd gain a lot. I don't read anywhere that the government is looking into actually moving Congress into a virtual kind of scenario, but that's exactly what should be done. Now, they are looking at the possibility that help doesn't come from the outside. We've always looked at a nation where help came from the outside. In other words, a state or a city was having a problem. And the government, the federal government from the outside, one of the other states or, you know, groups of other states could go in and help. But they're saying on this one, they don't think there will be help on the outside in the worst case scenario. So they have con plan 3400, the military's plan for homeland defense. If America itself is a battlefield con plan 3500. That is the defense support of civil authorities where the military assists in emergency short uh, of armed attack on the nation. And Con Plan 3600, military operations in the national capital region and continuation of government under which the most secret plans to support continuity are nested. All of these fall under Air Force General uh, O'Shaughnessy, and he is based in, uh, in Colorado. Now... Northcom has executed orders for nationwide pandemic plans 
Uh, they were signed by the defense secretary, Esper, uh, and they are warning orders. The War Nord, as it's called, alerting NORTHCOM and a host of East Coast units to prepare to deploy in support of potential extraordinary missions. I heard on Friday or Saturday uh, from several people that said they've just been put on standby alert. And they said it was for the possibility of some sort of martial law, and they didn't know what it was. And I said, uh, okay. So I went and I bought all the M&Ms I could find. And uh, so I'm stocked with sugar. Because if I'm going down, I'm going down fat and happy, man. I'm going down with a, with a, with a pant load of, of Oreo cookies. I don't know about you, but I'm eating again by the sleeves. And I don't have a problem with it. Anyway, so I started looking into it. And it is, it's not for a nationwide order. It is instead for places like New York that are getting really bad. California getting really bad. And these governors stop asking for the federal government. I'm, I'm sick and tired of these governors and these mayors blaming the president. And yes, I would say this if, if uh, Barack Obama was the president. It's not the president's role to call the National Guard out. The National Guard is, is a part of the U.S. military that is under national control unless there is a problem in the state. And then that governor can say to the president, I'm pulling my troops back because we need our troops here at home. That's how that works. And you want it to work this way. The, the less the federal government does, the better. I watch. I don't know if anybody is watching these, um, uh, watching these these press conferences with the president. But you have to read between the lines. You have to uh, not even read between the lines. You just have to get past the use of incredible, huge, never seen before. You got to get past all of that stuff. And yes, it is difficult because now is the time when he could use that. But he was like. No one's ever seen a turnout like this before in the stadium here where I'm at, where it's all sold out. Never been done. Huge. Incredible. You know, the stadium's been sold out before. But now when he's saying never been seen before, he's actually right. When he says huge, he's talking $4 trillion of bailout money. Yeah, huge. Never been done before. Exactly right. But he's on it. And when he was when he was asked about why aren't you forcing these companies to make these things? First of all, because they don't have to be forced. They're volunteering. They want to do it. They're doing the American thing. Why would we immediately start with Ford? We're taking over your company. Why wouldn't we start with a phone call? Hey, Ford, we really need your country needs you. That's the way even FDR did it. We didn't just go in and take companies over. So now there are there are seven very top secret plans that are being put into place right now just in case this whole thing comes apart. But I have great confidence that America is not going to become not going to uh, devolve into riots across the country we're not those people we're better than that 
We don't want a revolution. We want to go back to work. Now, the president and the GOP better understand that if they bail out the banks and they bail out big businesses and the average person can't get a loan, the average person loses their job in a small business and that small business is not getting the same kind of help that GM would get, they're going to have a real hard time getting reelected. And there could be disruptions in our civility. I hope that doesn't happen. But I think the president gets that. I'm not sure about the GOP, but I think the president really, truly gets that. The help this time cannot go to the banks alone. It has to go to the average American as well. And I'll tell you why that is and why that's so urgent coming up in uh, just a second. Relief factor um, is a a godsend, an absolute godsend. I remember how it used to be before the pain came along. And I am happy to say I was forgetting what that felt like. And now I'm forgetting what I just had some really bad pain just last week. And I was like, man, I forgot what this was like. There is nothing better than that with relief factor. It'll help you forget what it felt like when you were really in deep pain. Try the three-week quick start right now. It's a trial pack to see if it can get you out of pain like it has me. It's absolutely 100% drug-free, developed by doctors. It's $19.95. Order today. Find Find out for yourself. Try it for three weeks. If it works, keep taking it. If it doesn't, stop taking it. But 70% of the people who try it, they get their back. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-583-84, 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So... Uh, let me um, let me tell you why this is so important that they get this right. The number of um, the number of infected is greater than we know, but it is that's not the real problem here. The real problem is what this might do to. Uh, our economy as well. And we, we might be killing the economy at the same time that we are trying to cure the virus. And I think the president understands this. And, uh, and that's why, that's why I think he's doing what he's doing right now. I'm not sure that everyone else is, uh, is in on the right is in on the right stuff, you know. Uh, I'm not sure that this isn't something that people are using um, to be able to further their own goals. Is anybody else? Do you feel that way, Stu? Are you worried about that at all? Um, yeah, it's hard to find something that you're not worried about at this exact moment. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a broad-based yes on all of the worries. It's just uh, there is 
there is something um, that, you know, I, I look at and, and tomorrow I'm going to go over the fourth turning. And the fourth turning is a book that came out in the 1990s. And it's talked about this is all a natural cycle. And here's what's going to happen. And it should have happened around 2005. Should have happened in 2001, really. Then we had another shot at it, 2008. And we just kept throwing money at it. And uh, now the chickens are coming home to roost. And why this is so important and what you can do to prepare for it mentally and physically. We'll have that for you on tomorrow's program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. All right, let me tell you about Mercury Real Estate. Mercury Real Estate is a company that I started. If you are looking to sell your home or buy a new one, boy, oh boy, oh boy, this is really difficult right now. Um, You need absolutely the best person. Uh, You need the person in your area that has a great track record. You need the person that uh, has the values and the principles that they know your area or the area that you're moving to and can understand how the market has shifted. Also, somebody that knows about a little bit about financing, because right now financing is going to save you a boatload of money. Realestateagentsitrust.com is going to hook you up with the right real estate agent in your area. We're going to make a recommendation, usually in the first hour. This is a free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com, realestateagentsitrust.com. Get them on your side now. If you're moving or have to sell your home, buying a new one, realestateagentsitrust.com. Glebeck's Arguing with Socialists, brand new book coming out April 7th. You can pre-order it now on Amazon.com. Comrades, there's an important update. Trouble on the Western Front. Our Supreme Leader, Comrade Bernie Sanders, appears to be losing favor with our Democratic Socialists. I mean, our Democratic Party brothers and sisters. Based on the most recent election results, the only thing less appealing to voters than sending Comrade Bernie to the White House is now coronavirus. We don't know exactly how this is going to work out. Things could change. But at this rate, Americans are more likely to elect a gruesome killer pandemic virus than our brother Bernie. What happened so fast? Fear not, comrades. The battle not, may not be lost on the Western Front, but the war for global domination is far from over. Our allies in America tell us that they found another, much more useful idiot, Joseph Biden, who, yes, can help spread the socialism and the message of socialists across the world like a plague. Little girls, stop crying. I put my cigarette out in your eye. See the little black spot in my eye? That's from father putting out cigarette in center of eye because I was crying like a little baby. Oh, I don't have milk. Oh, I don't have milk. Stupid capitalist pigs. You don't need milk. Our plan to bring socialism to the United States soon be achieved, and it will succeed by tricking Americans into electing first president who doubles as a life alert spokesman. Help me, I can't get up. Help me, I can't get up. Socialist brothers, sisters, 
If you're concerned that Comrade Joseph won't rule the same with the uh, iron fist as our supreme leader, Comrade Bernie, keep faith in our glorious cause, Comrade. Lots of people, lots of people in Washington apparently want socialism as well. Oh, the plan is brilliant. It's great. They're already buying their own stocks. Yes, Federal Reserve. Listen to this plan. Federal Reserve buying stocks of U.S. companies today, unlimited amount. Then, what happens? Not owned by banks, no. But government then gives banks money to buy more stocks. So who's actually buying stocks? Yes, the beautiful government. Love it, love it. By the way, I don't lose hope, but I want to uh, give you a final note here. Uh, to all friends and family and fellow revolutionary, there's a new book out called Arguing with Socialists, published on April 7th. Dangerous literature debunks every aspect of our glorious Marxist ideology, giving capitalist pigs ammunition they need to win war for America's so-called soul. Do not allow this book to fall into the hands of the masses or they might actually start asking questions about the socialist ideas that have led to the death and exile, imprisonment, blah, 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 167 million people, blah, 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 blah. Don't let that happen, comrade. Buy every copy of Socialist you can find arguing with socialists, then burn them. Only way to ensure our young comrades will not see facts, figures, and data about socialism's failures that pig American Glenn Beck just always loves to talk about. Plus, we haven't had a good book burning in quite some time. So join us, comrades. Burn arguing with socialists. It's out in bookstores everywhere. (laughs) Capitalist pigs. It comes out on April 7th. And I'd just like to remind you that you cannot burn a Kindle book. You can, I suppose, but it would be more, it would be less, it's not as fun. And uh, inhaling all of that smoke from the plastic might actually kill more people. Uh, didn't, no, that's didn't work out real well. Welcome to the program. Glad you're here. Uh, we have uh, Steve Dace coming on here in a few minutes. He is, he's very concerned about whether or not all of this stuff is is really happening he's concerned that we are overreacting to everything and he might be right i don't have an answer to this i i will tell you that i am very concerned that the cure the you know quarantine might actually kill the economy but you know here's the first time that conservatives are like hey maybe we should uh you know maybe we should quarantine everybody and everybody's like, oh, I don't know. It seems pretty, it'll kill the economy. Well, wait a minute. Let's, hey, golly, gee, Wally. Maybe we, maybe we shouldn't kill the whole family before mom and dad get home because, man, they're going to be really upset. Here are the facts that you need to know, I think, on the average person. And Stu, chime in on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economy, the real story behind the $1,200 per person helicopter money, $3,000 max for the family, 70% of Americans now have less than $1,000 of savings as of January 2020. 70% of Americans, 70% don't have $1,000 in the savings account. 
In the weeks leading up to the first case of coronavirus, 45% of U.S. households had zero cash on hand. Another 24% had less than $1,000 total. In Q4, the 2019 credit card debt, this was last Christmas, increased to over $500 billion. That level had not been exceeded since just before the 2008 financial crisis. This according to the Fed. The average monthly household, the cost to credit card debt, hit an all-time high of $318 a month in just interest costs. The average monthly housing cost, rent or mortgage, $900 for December 2019, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Given these three things, 70% of American households are basically living mouth-to-mouth, paycheck-to-paycheck. And that it takes about $1,200 per household to pay the rent and basic utilities and keep credit cards from being turned off. Note that none of this includes the student loan the car payment, the food, the gasoline, just the cost to pay the rent and have the credit cards paid, uh, which sometimes are used to pay and buy food, I guess. So the, the math on $1,200 per person per month makes sense, but also why the proposed cutoff is $70,000 income or less, given that close to 90 million Americans are effectively in some form of income-impacting household lockdown mold right, uh, mold, uh, mode right now. Mm. Half of U.S. households are 30 days away from eviction, bankruptcy, being unable to buy food. That's why the government is pushing all of this money out uh, in any way they can to keep these companies from laying people off. First of all, we should point out that during this time of social distancing, no one should be living mouth to mouth. That is not the way that people should be living. Hand to mouth. Yes. Sorry. No, it's okay. I'm living mouth to mouth. It's okay. a, it's a, it's a <laughs> yeah, it's a Playboy Mansion kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it seems, seems, seems hot, but yeah. in this time, I would not, yeah. I would not do that. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's, it's, this is why you see the multifaceted approach of this bill that the Republicans are attempting to to pass because you know you're right like a thousand dollars here or a thousand dollars there is not really going to make a massive difference for a lot of people even if you are if you're on that borderline you still can't pay for for the things that you need uh, with that amount of money however what they're also doing is saying to employers we're going to give you a quote-unquote loan which uh which will help you pay the salaries and the way the loan is structured is We'll give you the money for the salaries that you would normally pay people, and um, it, it it's a loan unless you don't pay the people. So basically, if you take the right. money and you throw if you a fire giant party, anybody. right? Yeah, exactly. Then you're not. It's no longer a giveaway. Uh, it starts as a loan. It turns into a giveaway if you do the things they're telling you to do. So if you look at and it I that think way, that's, yeah. I, I think that's good. I think if they use this as a giant buyback or anything else, the problem is, is the banks are getting all of this money and everyone is seeing that money. We're seeing our children's future being kissed goodbye with all this money. And what's happening is, as we found out from a guy who runs a small business, you know, loan shop, uh, that 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 money is not being pushed down to small business people or you know the average person your credit has to be so amazing to be able to get a loan right now uh and 
And if you're a small business, the the requirements are almost onerous on you. You're just not getting that. So the banks are keeping this money. And if that happens again, nobody's I mean, there will be riots in the streets. There will be riots. If you see unlimited spending and I go to the bank and all I want is a loan just to keep my doors open. And I don't get it. Who? I mean, this this could go to Bernie Sanders. It actually could go to Bernie Sanders. Though it does seem like this is what they're trying to address. If you think you think of yourself as someone who's, uh, you know, you're work, maybe you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're 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 living mouth to mouth, as we all we all do from time to time. If that's happening, if that's happening to you, they're trying to address oh, yeah, it. With, okay, it's really <laughs> it's really hot. This is so hot. Yeah, it's it Sorry. sounds pretty hot. Uh, one, they're going to give you money. Right. This is the bill that they're mm. trying to get passed today. One, they're going to give you money. If you're just going to go into your account. So you're going to have extra money in theory Two, they're going to protect. If you're in a normal employer uh, and you're working for a uh, an employer who is trying to keep their doors open, they're going to get money to that employer to pay your salary, even though the, the employer has no money. They're talking about 50 percent of the workforce. They're going to try to float this for. Three, they're going to make unemployment easier and more um, and more money and extend it. So if you do get laid off, you're going to have some income coming in that way. And then four, they're going to go to the big guys and give, as we pointed out a bunch of times, multiple trillions of dollars uh, of liquidity to be able to make these businesses that are bigger, bigger than 500 employees, continue to operate. And you look at this all together... And we've had this sort of conversation, Glenn, you've done shows on it. Uh, it's been out there as a, as a talking point in sort of the intellectual circles for a year or two now in real force. But we're just going to try modern, modern monetary theory. We're going to just give it a whirl here. Like so that's basically what we're doing. The idea being that you can print as much money as you, as you need and it just keeps going and going and going. We're just sort of giving it a whirl. There was not really the full debate. We didn't really pass a lot of laws on it. We're just going to give it a whirl, see how it goes here. Because, I mean, this is the amount of money that we're talking about now is, you know, a decade's worth of bad Stu- government spending Ugh. all in, in one in one's fell swoop over a few months. It's going to be amazing. Do me a favor. Do me, do me a favor. Do you have a copy of the book there? Mike's uh, not at my desk. I have to go get it. Look up. It's towards the end. When I maybe the last three chapters of the new book. It's on monetary, modern monetary theory. Mm-hmm. You have to understand this. And you know when we put it in there, we actually debated: Is anybody going to care about modern monetary theory? Is anybody? Oh boy, you will now. I'm so glad that we put it in there because uh, it's so important. I just want you to think about what we're talking about happening right now. Okay. We're, we're talking about, in fact, I got to take a commercial break. Let me come back and, and tell you why the president is in a really sticky situation here. And the cure may be worse than the disease itself. We'll give that to you coming up in just a minute. Stand by. As a consumer, you have the ability to customize just about everything you buy. And believe it or not, that should include your mortgage. But a lot of lenders take a one-size-fit-all approach when determining the right loan programs for their clients, which I've never really uh, been able to understand. This is one of the reasons why I appreciate American financing. They are different. 
they take a they take an approach of being a consultant to lending. They take the time to understand your financial situation, then come up with a mortgage that makes the most sense for you. I have seen them turn business away. In fact, they just did it with Sarah and her husband. They were like, um, they she said, we're building a house, blah, 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 blah. And they said, wait, can you get a loan from the builder? And they said and she said, I think so. And they said, go back and get the details of that. Those guys are really motivated to sell houses. And so they'll cut the interest rate sometimes beyond what the banks can do. So go check on that. Well, it turned out that that's that was the best mortgage rate available. That's the kind of consultant I want. Those are the kind of people I need, not the kind of people that just give you a loan. And as they did in my case, this is years ago, did in my case, I bought it. And they were like, you know, you after I signed it, the ink wasn't even dry. You know, you're never going to sell that house, right? Wait, you could have told me this beforehand. That's not the way American financing does business. They're in it for you. I want you to uh, uh, want you to check out the uh, the opportunity for you to save a ton of mo- uh, money right now with American financing. 800-906-2440. Make this the thing you do today to check and see if you can refi or consolidate your loans. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Americanfinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I just I want you to look how incestuous this really is right now. The Treasury is trying to come up with four trillion dollars to give out um, and and uh, and give this to the American people and to companies. Okay, but at the same time, the Fed is bailing out the banks and the banks are also buying uh, uh, buying stock. Okay. So the banks have bought stock, lots of it, and uh, now the stock market is tanking, so they, they don't have the money that they need to to cover all of their losses. So the Fed bails out the banks. Meanwhile, the Fed also buys stocks. They're $4 trillion worth of stocks they're now going to buy. Um, the U.S. is going to say, we're going to give you another $4 trillion or how many trillions of dollars to bail out the companies, the companies that are on the stock market, which will help the Fed make some of its money back, they're hoping. Okay. And the companies, if they, if they don't do what the GOP or Donald Trump wants, the banks will give the loans to the big companies, the big companies that will then buy their own stock back, which will help the market, which will help the Fed and the companies. I mean, basically, this whole thing is a system where it is, it's riding on us. It's our money. It's our children's future. And it's just in a giant circle. They're just doing the same thing they did in 2008. That must end. That must end. You're listening to Glenn Beck. We are thrilled that you are uh, listening. I want to talk to you a little bit about Hustler Turf. Hustler Turf is a lawnmower that is just a killer lawnmower. I mean, it's just the best you you can find. Um, Hustler Turf had been making lawnmowers for you know people who you know mow lawns professionally. You know, a thousand acres. These things are made to run eight hours a day, every day, seven days a week. 
and then they started making the lawnmower for the home. And this really took off for them years ago. You may not have heard about Hustler Turf before and Hustler lawnmowers, but these are the people that pioneered the zero turn lawnmowers. That will save you a buttload of time. And they are fun to drive. They're really great. Your, 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 your carpet, I mean your carpet, your lawn is going to look great. It's going to look like you had a professional do it. You're going to have fun doing it. And this will be the last lawnmower you ever have to buy. I want you to go now to Hustler Turf. If you purchase a new mower, you'll get a full year of extended warranty coverage for free. Just go to HustlerTurf.com. Click on the radio offer button in the top of the right-hand corner. Enter my name, Beck, in the uh, warranty uh, box to get the, uh, the details on that. But buy a new mower last one you'll ever have to buy get a full year of extended warranty coverage for free using the promo code beck it's hustlerturf.com the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment Hmm. hello america our coronavirus update is next stand by this is the Glenn Beck program Okay, I want to talk to you about something really, really important right now. Uh, in case you haven't heard this morning, the Fed has said they're going to buy bonds, which stocks bonds uh, to an unlimited number. In other words, we're in a zombie uh, economy. It is the zombie apocalypse. It's just not because of coronavirus. It's because of the Fed. They are going to buy as many stocks, no limit, that they have to. They're trying to do that to soften the market to make sure everybody knows, hey, it's it's not so bad. Uh, there's not a bottom to this thing. Really, we're in dangerous territory right now. But here's the good news. With the Fed making so much money available right now, you need to call American Financing. I just... What, about a year ago, refinanced uh, and got a lower rate. Now the rate is almost at zero. I can refinance again, and it's going to save you a ton of money. And may I suggest, if you call American Financing, tell them all the things you owe. See if there's a way to consolidate all of your debt under your mortgage so you can save all of that money. It doesn't mean you have to extend your mortgage. Just because of the interest rates, if, if you have a 5% interest rate, I don't even know what you can get now. I think I have a 4.5 or 4.1. I'm calling them today myself. Call them and find out what you can save at American Financing. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. 1-800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Arguing with Socialists. The new book from Glenn Beck. Pre-order now on Amazon. All right, our coronavirus update from John Hopkins University. The daily stats are locked in at 5.30 a.m. Central Time. Total confirmed cases worldwide, 341,632. Think of that. That's up almost 100. uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 100,000. Holy cow. That's up almost 100,000 since Friday. Total confirmed deaths. 
14,749. That is up almost 5,000. Or five, yeah, 5,000. These numbers are, they're getting so huge and the jumps are getting so huge, it's hard to even imagine. Total confirmed recovered worldwide, 99,000, up 10,000 from Friday. Total confirmed recovered worldwide, 89,000, up from 85. Now 192 countries have confirmed cases, up from 182. Only two countries, the Marshall Islands and St. Kitts, do not have confirmed cases. St. Kitts, isn't that that a place where all the rich people live? St. Kitts? Yeah, it's very nice. Very nice St. Kitts. You've been to St. Kitts? I've never been there. I've done a lot of research on it because you can uh, buy citizenship there. Uh, so I'm really? I'm very much looking into that uh, as we it's, it's see more and more attractive. Will. The price might be going up as we speak. If it's uh, <laughs> what what is what is citizenship cost nowadays? Um, it varies very widely depending on where you would like uh-huh, to go. Really, there are countries, uh, like St. Kitts. So they don't have they don't have the coronavirus. I believe St. Kitts is several hundred thousand dollars, uh, which uh-huh. is okay. A so lot, not buying a lot less. Uh, is there like a kit? Than, is is there like a kit St. Kitts? Like a kit car, but it's not exactly St. Kitts, but it's kind of a knockoff that's a lot cheaper. There are like I got a hundred bucks. What country would take me? <laughs> um, there's not a lot that will do it for a hundred bucks. Yeah. There are some All right. that that are like countries you've like never heard of. They're like landlocked yeah, in the middle are... of Madagascar that you can go to yeah, for yeah. cheaper. Yeah, there's one right right there that the the pirates like to to take right off right off of Africa. That you're like, oh well, they'll take you. Yeah, they'll also. They've got pirates hanging out there all the time too. Army, maybe. Yeah. Five percent now of active cases are considered serious, requiring hospitalization. That's steady from five percent Friday. But remember, three weeks ago that number was nineteen percent. By the way, our sincerest thoughts and prayers to Amy Klobuchar's husband John, who has the coronavirus is not on a respirator yet but is getting oxygen he was coughing up blood it it's very bad for him so please keep klobuchar's the klobuchar's in your prayers um you know i may not vote her way but she's an american and we're all in this one uh together and who's gonna be the first celebrity Stu? who's gonna be the first person that gets this that dies i think that will be a significant moment you know, if we would have yeah. lost Tom Hanks or oh Rita, gosh. that would have been bad. Yeah. No, I know. I, th- I do think that there's a moment like that uh, that's very potentially possible here where you f- you see one of these people who seem, you know, you think a lot of these people almost seem uh, insurmountably protected from the world, right? <laughs> like you're, did, you hear, did you see the press conference on Friday with what the president said? He said he can't walk into a room without somebody taking his temperature. He said, every time you move from room to room in the White House, somebody's there. Beep, 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 taking your temperature. Unbelievable. Can you imagine? I know. So it's, it's a different world, man. One people, one billion people now sheltering in place. More than a billion people remain indoors in India for a 14-hour curfew as Singapore banned all short-term visit- visitors. Now, you know what's amazing is... They only had a 14-hour curfew in India. If you're going to keep people inside, India seems like... didn't. I've always wanted to go to India, but I've never wanted to go to India. You know, it's one of those... I'd love to see the Taj Mahal. I'd love to go see, you know, 
a beautiful place in India uh, that I can't name right now. I'd like to go to India. I think it would be a wild experience, but I want the India that I see like in, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, Indiana Jones, where it doesn't smell. I can go to the counter for popcorn and a Coke. You know what I mean? I want I want to experience some of these places, maybe just in the movies. I'd like to go, but I don't think I ever will because <laughs> it doesn't seem like a safe place. Um, all right. Planting season is here and there is a worker shortage. This one could be a problem. The farming industry is warning that immigrant visa restrictions due to the coronavirus pandemic could mean a loss in farm labor sharp enough to hurt its ability to get many items to the grocery store shelves. If the current policy holds, we will have some very serious shortages of labor. That's according to the Western Growers Association. We don't go out and pick our own fields. We don't do that. And I don't see American children running out to do that anytime soon. Um, this could be a real problem uh, coming at the end of the growing season. We really need to have the president look into that. Respiratory therapist describes the terrifying lung failure from COVID-19, even in his young patients. He said, it first struck me how different it was and how my from my first corona pa patient. I was like, holy crap, this is definitely not like the flu. Watching this relatively young guy gasping for air, pink frothy secretions coming out of his tube, said the therapist on condition of anonymity because he's not authorized to speak at his hospital. Um, but reading about it in the news, I knew it was going to be bad. But we deal with the flu every year. So I was thinking, well, it's probably not that much worse. But seeing patients with COVID-19, it has completely changed my perspective. It is a lot more frightening. Donald Trump on Sunday announced that he has activated the National Guard in California, New York and Washington state in order to combat the spread of coronavirus. He said this is war and we're going to treat it. Like a war, the administration emphasized the deployment of guard members does not constitute martial law. There's a really nasty rumor going on around martial law, and it is a rumor. The the um, some units have been put under notice to to remain prepared to be called up for service here in America. But that is not for martial law, and that is not nationwide. State governors retain command of the National Guard, but Federal Emergency Management Agency will cover all of the cost of the missions to respond to the virus outbreak. That's according to the president. That's huge. The huge. The White House said more than 1,100 troops should be deployed to start with more to follow as needed. Is anybody else sick of de Blasio and everybody else just tearing down the president that he can do no good? I mean, I can't I can't take it anymore. What are you guys doing? And by the way, have you seen the latest poll numbers? Looks like Cuomo's starting to make an impact. Was Cuomo just was this a stealth run for Mar for uh, for uh, Governor Cuomo? Is it is that what this is? Was he just because he's been, you know, forefront in the news. Now, again, he is the governor of New York and his brother is on CNN. But now there are those in the Democratic Party that are saying, oh, you know, maybe he should run for president. 
Senate Democrats block COVID-19 stimulus and relief plan, the trillion-dollar coronavirus uh, stimulus package that would help offset the devastating economic effects of the virus hit a roadblock last night as Democrats blocked the procedural vote on the measure. Uh, It was deadlocked at 47 with five Republicans not in the chamber, including Senator Rand Paul, who announced Sunday that he does have the virus. Mnuchin, our uh, Treasury Secretary, said that the bill, which has grown to as much as one point eight trillion, includes direct deposit checks to Americans and expanded unemployment benefits. Democrats want more money guaranteed toward child care, expanding funding for women's health care and more for the aid package guaranteed to go toward hospital and health care workers. You know, I love this funding for women's health care. What do you think? What do you think they meant in that, uh, Stu, there from, <laughs> the New, from the New York Times? What do you think that was? The only kind of health care that matters for women to Democrats, which is, of course, uh, abortion. Killing their baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from grocery stores to the elderly, delivering meals or offering free classes online, uh, online, acts of kindness during the coronavirus pandemic are providing uplifting moments of joy in the United States where we are just freaking out, it seems, all the time. I want to give you some of those in one minute. So you say you're in pain. Well, you're not a teenager anymore, so it's not really a surprise. The truth is aging, exercising, just living every day creates some pain, and it's mainly due to inflammation. The pain goes way beyond the norm, and when it does, it calls for a real solution. And that's why I want to tell you about Relief Factor. It could be the solution for you. It has been the solution for me. And I don't know how many hundreds and thousands of others that listen to me that are taking this now. Uh, and it's working. And I would love to hear your stories. Please tell me your story on this. Uh, 800-583-84 is where you call and order Relief Factor. Now, 70% of the people who order it for the three-week quick trial, you'll know in three weeks if it's going to work or not. Stop taking it after three weeks if, if it doesn't work for you. But 70% of the people who call go on to order more month after month. Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. It's relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. In California, the most populous state in the union and one of the hardest hit by the virus, thousands now are using Internet apps to offer their services to neighbors in need. If you're looking for something your children can do and you and your children can do, please consider this. You know, one of the things I'm going to talk to you about tomorrow and the things that we need to teach our kids and the things we need to do to prepare for what America looks like in our next phase Um, There's some real positive things as long as we teach our children that we are in this together and uh, take care of one another. And it doesn't matter how they voted. It doesn't matter how different they are from us. In fact, uh, it's kind of a mark of shame if if that's I mean, if you're not helping somebody because they voted differently than you or I mean, I know we don't do that. But that's all you ever hear about. I want to hear the stories from you where you are taking your kids out. You're doing something. Please write to me and tell me. I want some good news to share with America every day. 
In San Diego, a Facebook group created to coordinate volunteer efforts, San Diego Community Volunteers. Huge uptick in the number of people offering to help, going from 50 members to 400 in just the matter of a couple of days. Elsewhere, popular restaurant chain, which was forced to shut down because of the virus, gave away 500 free care packages this week. The name of it is Pusto? Is that right? Is that how you pronounce it? I am. So, I could barely use English. Why did you ever put a foreign word in front of me? Pusto, I think, is what it is. Uh, and it was a. It's a little taco restaurant, and we told you about it on Friday. The guy's closing down the shop. He calls his mom. She says, "I'm going out to get some eggs." He's like, "Mom, I have eggs here, and we can't use them." Wait a minute. And so he started delivering care packages and delivering all the things that they had on hand so it wouldn't go to waste. He says, we're going to come back strong with tacos for everybody. Supermarkets across the country have also reached out to help seniors, putting in place special hours for people 65 and over to ensure that they avoid the crowds. Supermarket chain Raley's, based in Northern California, said that as of March 21st, it was starting a special program offering pre-selected bag of groceries at a reduced price for seniors and people in need. In Walnut Creek near San Francisco, where residents have been ordered to stay home, a dentist is offering free emergency dental services to ease the congestion at hospital emergency rooms. In the small town of Coos Base, also in Coos Bay in Oregon, coffee shop owner John Bean. I mean, if you have the name John Bean, I think you have to own a coffee shop, <laughs> don't you? He's hosting virtual st- times for the kids after shutting down his cafe. We come from the theater and stories, which always are part of the shop. Bean said the owner of So It Goes Coffee House. Some of the very best parts of our work are the brilliant and curious children that we see every day. And in Washington State, the city of Seattle, the country's coronavirus ground zero. Music venues are trying to soothe fears over the pandemic by broadcasting live virtual concerts. That's some of the good news that came out of uh, out of the uh, world uh, over the weekend for coronavirus. May I give you one other that's not necessarily good news, but apparently it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Uh, it looks like Harvey Weinstein may have the coronavirus. Uh, now, I'm not sure he may have the coronavirus just like he needs that walker as well. Uh, <laughs> it seems like it seems like he's involved in everything now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he's more powerful in prison, I think, than he was. He's in the news all the time now. He does. Yeah. I mean, people are obviously somewhat fascinated. It does seem that there's always something that their press uh, corps or the press group is sort of releasing, leaking to people. They seem to claim that they weren't even aware of this. So whether it's true or not, who, who knows? Uh, but that is the latest thing that's supposed to make you feel bad for Harvey Weinstein. So there's another story that we found on Friday, and uh, my uh, television executive producer, Ricky Radcliffe, she went and she actually got on the phone with the only FFL dealer in all of Washington, D.C. Now, if you don't know what an FFL, FFL dealer is, you don't, you don't, you've never bought a gun. They are the only ones with the license to be able to sell a gun, okay? And... There's only one in the entire city of Washington, D.C. One. Can you imagine that? How many people live in Washington, D.C., Stu? I mean, I'm surprised there's any, to be honest with you. Um, 
not not that live in Washington D.C. I mean that, that I mean any FFL. <laughs> Although you know the, the other one's kind of true too. Uh, Washington D.C. population is uh, in let's see six. Oh, in the actual city, it's about yeah, seven hundred thousand. Yeah, in the district. Seven hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay, seven hundred thousand people who could buy a gun. One FFL license. Uh, and it was issued 26 years ago, and no other license. It's not like you are like, hey, that's a huge market. I could go in and I could sell guns. No, they won't offer anyone else a license. They made a deal with this guy like 20 years ago. You'll be the only dealer in all of Washington. Well, now he's like 75, and he's a little tired, and he's just stopped selling guns. Uh, in when Ricky called him uh, from our office, he's not in a good mood. And when he called and said, hey, uh, you know, are you selling guns? He's like, no, no. He's like, I, I stopped transferring. I'm there's it's too much for one person to deal with. I get swamped in the last two weeks and there's no end to it. And he's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You guy's 75 years old. He didn't even know about the coronavirus. He just sees that he's just working his fingers to the bone, and he had no idea why. And he's like, I'm overwhelmed, but I'm not the bottleneck anymore. It's not me. He's like, it's Washington. Washington. I'm getting, this is a quote, I'm getting old. I'm still helping, but I'm not accepting any new firearms. Other people just have to do this. It's going to be the same thing over and over again. More lawsuits. Do I want to do this and continue to be overwhelmed? Or do I want to live happily ever after? He said, I want to live happily ever after. So he's done. The only FFL uh, dealer in Washington. And I can guarantee you, Congress and the city won't do anything to make sure that there's another one that allow you to buy guns. So there is no legal way for a resident in Washington, D.C. to buy a new handgun. Can't do it. There are so many cases that are going to go in front of the Supreme Court that I, the Supreme Court, we're gonna, they're going to be like, no more cases. I don't know what's going on out there, but there's too many cases, too many lawsuits. I'm done. Which actually, depending on who says that, may not be such a bad idea. All right, Steve Dace is coming on here in just a second. He's written an article for The Blaze over the weekend, a very good article about, gee, what are we doing? We are taking these enormous steps. Are they the right steps? This is the Glenn Beck Program. So realestateagentsitrust.com. Look, if you have to buy or sell a house, oof, I don't even, we haven't even, this is NetSuite? Okay, I'm sorry. Got the wrong commercial. NetSuite. NetSuite is a company that we just started using at The Blaze. And it's a, co- it's a tool that I've wanted since we started The Blaze. Uh, but at the time, NetSuite, you know, I don't know when they started making this. But they were making it really for the big guys, the Fortune 500 companies. And we couldn't afford it. And I just needed something that would show everything. Our finance, inventory, the HR, customers, our churn rate, everything that we would possibly need to, so I could make a decision. How much money do we have going out? How much money do we have going in? I need to know. 
Well, there wasn't a system like that. NetSuite by Oracle, they've made it. And now it's available for companies like yours. If you want to take your company from 2 million to 10 million, you need to schedule your free product tour right now and receive your free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits. Go right now. NetSuite.com slash Beck. You can't afford a guesswork on this. NetSuite.com slash Beck. Do we have the information we need to make the decisions on coronavirus? Steve Dace has a column on The Blaze. You can read it there, and he's going to talk about it next. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I want to bring Steve Dace in. Uh, Steve has is, is written a fascinating, uh, fascinating op-ed for The Blaze, uh, something that needs to be heard and needs to be considered Uh and it goes to the heart of of what I talked to you about originally. I said the coronavirus is not going to kill us. We're going to survive. Uh, we don't want to overwhelm the hospitals because um, that will take a great toll. But also the real problem here, the real killer is the economy. And I'm not, sh- I'm not sure how we get past what this thing is doing to the economy. Well, Steve has done his work now. He's been working on this. Uh, for really a couple of weeks because it hasn't sat right with him and he says i don't understand how we're making these decisions welcome to the program steve dace hey glenn how are you brother i'm good i'm good i'm a little concerned steve because i feel like um i feel i i believe the coronavirus is real I believe mm-hmm. there is, uh, you know, a pandemic, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know uh, what I would necessarily do about it, but I will tell you that I, my feeling is this is being used uh, to do some uh, house cleaning and game changing. Well, one of the things, the whole premise of this piece, that's kind of a, a, a compilation of, of everything I've been uh, researching and writing and talking about in the last week is to frame this now as a public policy debate. And, you know, the constitution charges us with a president elected by the people as our CEO, not a team of subject matter experts, not a surgeon general, um, not a joint chiefs of staff. The presumption of our constitutional Republic is that the average American can be educated and informed enough to ask the kinds of questions that balance what are what, what really is the the uh, you know the the unknown factor the collateral damage um, of of every action rather than just looking at it myopically, and so to me the epidemiology is separate from the public policy and the question that we have to ask and I, you know I worked on this piece Glenn not knowing what the, the president was going to tweet last night, but the whole premise of this piece is to ask from a public policy standpoint is the cure worse than the disease, given the data that we currently have, which is very insufficient, very incomplete, and 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 has some anecdotal questions that they're asking, which is, according to Business Insider, Apple said it was reopening its 42 stores in China last Friday. Did they do that? Have we even followed up? Because I don't don't trust China's data at all, and I'd urge nobody in my audience to, but I certainly trust Tim Tim Cook's love of his share price. I certainly trust that. South Korea is resuming pro sports at the end of the month. How are they doing that? Japan is not is on the doorstep of Wuhan. Washington, D.C. is 8,000 miles away. How are they not on a societal-wide lockdown? I mean, these are cultures that, Glenn, have a lot more experience with, with Chinese outbreaks and, and, 
than, than we do. And so I, I think it's time for us this week especially uh, to, to look at this now from a public policy perspective with this 15 days about to expire a week from tomorrow and ask ourselves, based on the data we have now, how is it possible that the country that could go back to work post 9-11 um, and, and keep its economy roaring, the country that could put a man on the moon and keep its economy roaring, how is it that a virus that right now has a mortality rate amongst the limited affected of about 1.27% can manage to cripple the entire American engine in ways the Soviet bloc, the Nazis, the Japanese, and Islamic jihadists couldn't? I think we need to start asking that question. So you you don't buy into the fact that this is as dangerous as they say it is. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know how dangerous it is. The question is, how, what, what's the law of unintended consequences for public policy? That's the question. All right. So the week before we shut the government down, or really most of the country down, Glenn, the government reported 7.7% of all deaths in America were, the, were because of the flu the week of March 7th. All right. When you look at last year, you keep all these numbers and cite them in my piece. When you look at last year, last year at this time, the week of March 16th, we had a massive spike on the flu bug. 7.1% of everybody who had the flu that week in America died. That's a massive cliff that needs, uh, that needs or curve that needs leveling. Why weren't we called to do that? And keep in mind, we were seeing those numbers with flu, Glenn, when we've got vaccines and all kinds of public awareness about that disease that we don't have about COVID-19. And so I, I think that question an average American should ask is this, given how acute how non-discriminatory, I mean, the flu goes from infants to the elderly. Given how acute, how non-discriminatory and far more lethal that the cold and, or, or that the flu and, and, and pneumonia uh, viruses are, we, and we didn't shut the country down for them, 65 million Americans were infected last cold and flu season, or last flu season, according to CDC. Why are we doing this right now, given the percentages of what we're looking at, why haven't we taken more of a herd immunity approach, which has been taken for thousands of years in fighting plagues? This is, might be the first time in human history we sequestered the healthy rather than the sick and the vulnerable. I just think these are public, and, and there might be good answers for these. I keep telling my audience that. There might be really good answers for why we've done these things. We don't have any of them. And the number one reason we don't is that a skeptical press is too far interested in playing a PR flag for China than asking these kinds of questions at these briefings. So what should we be doing? I think what do you think is a, what do you what do you if you're president of the United States or you were advising the president, what would you be doing? Sure. Well, we would have locked down those, all the borders day one in five seconds. We would have done that day one. We would have banned international flights. I mean, have you ever gone on Expedia and charted a flight from Wuhan, China to Spokane, Washington, where CDC is now saying that's the first case they currently have of of COVID-19 in America back in January. That's a 24-hour minimum flight. You stop in Peking, LAX, and on most of these routes, you've got to stop in San Francisco as well. All right, so I would have shut down every international flight day one. I would have shut down the borders day one, protected the American people. Before we knew what was going on, my instinct would have been to do that day one. Now, the president has done some of these things gratefully as time has gone on. But the next bit, but I like the 15-day period that they put out. I think that is a reasonable amount of time, given the, in health, the, the medical infrastructure we have around the country. I, 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 while we're hurting ourselves now, I don't believe it, 
if 15 days is a mortal blow, I think the psyche of the American people could come roaring back pretty quickly, feeling like they've uh, conquered something if, or, or overcome it if we really have. And I think what the president's message is this morning is right on the money. In 15 days, that's a week from tomorrow, when they launched this last uh, Monday, we're going to, you know, let's find out we are, where we are really at and then assess whether, what the total socioeconomic cost is. Because this is the final question my piece ends with. The, the, the question that our government has to wrestle with, and we're a government of representatives, not experts. The questions that have to be wrestled, the, the number one question in my mind is, will any potential toll we pay as a society from COVID-19, based on the data we have, will it be more expensive than the toll we are already paying by preemptively shutting down our government? And I think that's the equation that the president has to weigh on behalf of the American people. And I know people want to say, well, what about experts? Hey, expertise is one thing. Worldview is another. If I wanted to invade Afghanistan, don't listen to me. I mean, I, I go get the Joint Chiefs of Staff and ask them how to do it. But then if I wanted to know after 17 years why we're still circling the drain there and their only response is, well, if we, lose, if we leave, we'll lose. Okay, well, what does victory look like? Well, we, we don't know. We just keep doing this. At some point, expertise ends and worldview gets in the way. And I think that's why we have elected representatives that are directly accountable to us, not a plutocracy, not an oligarchy, not non-governmental organizations, because we get to question those things. Even if you and I go in a hospital and they give us a diagnosis of a terrible illness, we still have the right as patients to question whether the cure is worse than the disease. So I think the president is right on the money this morning, and, and I think that he is listening to these concerns. Now, I, I should caution people. We may not like the answers we get, okay? But at the very least, they're questions that need to be answered. Here's what the president said. We cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of this 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. Um, we, the Fed is taking extraordinary steps. I mean, we are in, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? We're, we're just giving yeah. modern monetary theory a whirl. We're just like, yep, yeah. let's try it. We're, we're, um, we're I don't, saying right now, we're basically saying right now, Glenn, that we can, pay, we can print any amount of paper because our military weaponry is bigger than yours and nobody will call in the note. That's essentially what we are doing right now. Well, nobody's calling, nobody's buying our notes. I mean, the Fed yeah. now is buying the notes. I mean, exactly. we're just, we're buying our own debt now. We had a 30-year treasury bond sale, what, last Friday, Friday before last. Not a single bidder, not one. It all went to the Fed. So nobody wants our, our debt anymore. So now we're at that place. And so we're doing modern, you know, modern monetary theory where we're just printing our own money and we're buying our own debt. That's not going to last. When they came out today to try to stabilize the, the market and said, uh, don't worry, we will print an unlimited amount of money. We will buy as many bonds as we have to to stabilize the market. How do you recover from that? Uh, you do that the, the, the least amount of time that you possibly can. Because if this goes on further, um, you're talking about, in, unless this is worse than the, the 1918 epidemic a century ago, unless this is worse, this is the worst plague that this nation has ever faced, and on a systemic level, beyond hospitals being overrun, 
All right, we've got Army Corps of Engineers. Just, just build more adjunct sites beyond, beyond infrastructure being overrun. That unless we're dealing with the captain trips here, this is, a, this is that level of a societal event. You cannot justify that cause, uh, that cost. Now, I'm not, I don't know that we have enough data to say affirmatively that it's not yet. And that's why I think this 15 days is a wise course of action. And, but, and, and I think what's going to happen is now that the president has put this out there politically, everyone in these various departments are now going to, are now going to hunker down because nobody wants to be left on the, on the wrong side of history. So the medical people mm-hmm. will become more alarmist. The economic people will become more alarmist. The political people will become more alarmist because no one wants to be wrong on the other side of this. And so that's why I've also urged my audience, pray for this president like you have never prayed for him before. This is going to take a, a, a supernatural level of wisdom and courage of conviction to navigate. I would agree with you. And his gut has proven to be right, usually. I mean, I think this tweet that came out this morning says a lot because I think that's exactly where the American people are. Uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully that is also um, a part of a God thing. Thank you so much, Steve Dace. He's coming up here in just a few minutes on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. You will hear more from him. You can also get his podcast, but he's heard every day at blazetv.com. Wednesday, we have a look at the extraordinary links that the United States has gone to to protect us, uh, to protect our bank accounts, to protect our jobs, and to protect our Constitution. Unfortunately, I don't think any of those things are actually being protected. The extraordinary links that uh, you probably have not heard about that our government is taking, which will fundamentally transform us uh, into something different entirely. That is on Wednesday, 9 p.m. only on Blaze TV. All right, I want to talk to you a little bit about Goldline. Um, You might think that you don't have any money to buy gold or silver. Um, Would you please call them, call Goldline, and ask about their... um, their accumulation special. This is something that I asked them to see if they could put together for people who just don't have, you know, I don't have $2,000. I, I don't have it. Can you start to accumulate gold a little by little, month by month? The only place that offers this is Goldline. Please consider if you do have things squirreled away, that you have about 10% in precious metals, and I mean real precious metals, not paper. Call Goldline now. Ask them why I buy gold the way I do. I buy old gold coins. Uh, and you'll pay a little bit more, but there's a reason why I do it. And you can call them and uh, they'll fill you in on that. But it is time to really make sure that your family is protected. Call Goldline today. 1-866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. Goldline at goldline.com. Listening to Glenn Beck. Hey, the FBA uh, approved a rapid coronavirus test on Saturday. It will deliver results in about 45 minutes. It is going to be available in the next few weeks with no training necessary to uh, administer the test. 
This is the capitalist system at work. Thank God. Uh, we'll have more on that uh, as it becomes available. Stu, have you been to the uh, Johns Hopkins University website where they have the coronavirus stuff? Yes. Okay. Are you there by any chance now? Can you yeah. go? Can you mm-hmm. click on that real pop quick? It up, yep. Uh, I want you to pop it up and look at the uh, total confirmed cases and then confirmed cases by country, region, and sovereignty. Yes. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, China is at the top. Mm-hmm. How many cases? 81,000. How many cases? Uh, Italy? Uh, 59,000. 47,000. Okay, 59. Okay. Uh, go to Russia and look at the uh, latest stuff from Russia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. uh, 438 total cases. 438 total cases. Mm. Now, let me give you this. From CNN News. <laughs> CNN published a report this weekend uh, with the state-provided figures that show Russia's efforts to fight the coronavirus outbreak largely successful. Quoting CNN, does Russia have the coronavirus under control? According to information released by Russian officials, Putin's strategy seems to have worked. I I can't keep up. Do they like and trust Russia now? (laughs) They didn't trust Russia with anything. They're lying, lying, lying. And now all of a sudden we can trust them. And it's blatantly obvious. Putin's a great guy. The the countries that aren't testing are the ones with the. I mean, Mexico is having the same issue. They had people out at soccer uh, games last weekend. Last weekend, they were still letting out to soccer games and festivals. And they have like 300 cases countrywide. Really? Is that possible? They got it it solved. They got it solved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. CNN, make up your mind. Russia good or bad? Which one? Glenn Beck Programs.